Welcome to Finding Holiness, where we delve into timeless Torah wisdom, revealing the sacred in everyday moments. Join us on a journey to elevate your spirituality and discover holiness in every aspect of life. I'm your host, Rabbi David Kadosh, and together, let's embark on a path of spiritual exploration. I hope you enjoy this next episode. Okay, continuing with Masechet Yavamod, we're on the seventh chapter, Mishnah Vav, tonight's Yudu Lishmat. Yitzchak Ren Bar David and Menashe Ben Zaken Ben Jimon Tinasham to Rabbi Torah Chaim. So last, uh, the last Mishnah in in Perek Zayin. Uh, the previous Mishnah we taught that even a mamzer has the ability to enable his grandmother through a very strange set of marriages to iteruma. And this Mishnah we're going to see how a Kohen Gadol can somehow disqualify his grandmother from eating teruma. So how is the case? So one last of the uh, confusing ones, and we go into a little bit of an easier uh, period of Mishnayot. Kohen Gadol, pe'amim shu posel. Even a Kohen Gadol can disqualify his grandmother from eating teruma. Ketzat, how so? Bat Kohen de Israel, you have a Jewish Kohen girl who married a Israel, a non-Kohen. And they had a daughter. And that daughter went and married a Kohen. And they had a son. So the daughter was not a Kohen, but they had a son who, from a, from, from, who married a Kohen, so the son is technically a Kohen. The grandson of their first pair is a Kohen. This son, this grandson now, he could be a Kohen Gadol. If it works out in his favor, he could be Kohen Gadol. Who stands to serve on top of the Mizbeach. And therefore the law is as follows. He enables his mother, who is a daughter of a Yisrael, to eat teruma. Uh, and that's, that's even after his father dies. Because he is her child from a Kohen. So he can enable his mom, who is not going to eat. But here's the, 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 the purpose of the Mishnah. He disqualifies his mother's mother, who was a Kohen's daughter, from eating terumah, because she has a grandchild from her Yisrael's husband. And the grandmother would say, Let her not be like my son, or my grandson, who's a Kohen Gadol, who disqualifies me from uh, eating, uh, eating Teruma. Very interesting case over there, how, how a, a grandson Kohen can be posel, the, uh, the grandmother. Okay. Mishnah Aleph Perk Chet, new Perk. An uncircumcised Kohen and all the Kohanim who are Tameh cannot eat Terumah. But their wives and their slaves could eat Terumah um, because since their husband is, or the master is a full-fledged Kohen, okay, just because he can't personally eat Terumah because he's impure, they could eat Terumah. We're going to get a few Mishnayot talking about this. A Kohen that has, he has wounded testicles, 
or chrutzofcha is he has a severed member. So his, his reproductive organ is severed. These individuals are forbidden to marry Jewish girls of proper lineage. Um, so hen uveavdehen yochelu. They and their slaves can eat terumah because they don't lose their kohen status um, from theirs. However, neshehen lo yochelu. But the wives that they took um, cannot eat terumah because a woman who cohabits with a person who she's forbidden to is forever disqualified from eating terumah. If the kohen, okay, um, did not live with her uh, when his uh, uh, when his uh, testicles were wounded or his member was severed, then these wives could eat terumah, meaning if it happened afterwards, they could eat, uh, she could eat terumah because when she got married to him, it was, it was fine. Now, Ezeu Petsua Daka, the, uh, the Mishnah gets a little graphic. Who is considered a man with wounded testicles? Kol shelo. Anyone whose testicles have been, uh, crushed or ruined in such a way that he can no longer father children. Even if it's just one of the testicles. What is the definition of a man with a severed member? As long as any part of the, of the member has been severed, that's called Kruchufcha. However, if the injury is at the top, but, at least, but the top of the member remains even just a small amount, then Kasher, he's still, he's still fit to marry a Jewess of proper lineage. A man who has wounded testicles or has a severed member are allowed to marry a Jewish convert or a Kenani slave woman who was freed. They're only forbidden from entering the Jewish nation by, by marrying a, a girl with proper yichus. Like the Pasuk says, that they cannot enter the Kalashem. Speaking of other people that cannot enter the Jewish nation, Mishnah Gimel says, Amoni umoavi asurim, Jewish converts from the nations of Ammon and Moab are forbidden to marry a Jewish girl of proper lineage. Ve'isuran isur olam. And that's something that is everlasting. So meaning this convert and his son and this grandson, they're all forbidden. Aval nekevotehem mutarot miyad. The Ammoni and Moavi females are permitted to Jewish men immediately upon their conversion. And of course, we know the most famous one is Ruth. Um, Moavi Volo Moavia. Ruth, uh, Ruth was a convert and married right into a Jewish nation. Mitzri, converts from Egypt, Vaadomi and Edom, Enam Asurim Dorot. They are only forbidden. Um, up to three generations. So if, um, if uh, the person converts, he's not allowed. His son is not allowed, but his grandson is allowed. The third generation can go. Both males and females are included in the prohibition when it comes for the Egyptian converts. Now, Rabbi Shimon, Rabbi Shimon, he allows 
Egyptian female converts to be permitted right away. They, he doesn't say you need to wait to the third generation. And he explains by Kalbahomer. Rabbi Shimon, Kalbahomer Adevarim. You can, you can learn this from Kalbahomer. Uma'im bemakom sha'asaratazecharim isur. With regards to the case of Amonu Moab, which we prohibited the males. Isur olam, forever. He tiret anekevod miyad, the women were allowed to marry right away, like Ruth. If the Egyptians were only prohibiting for three generations, then for sure I'm going to allow the, the ladies to, to enter right away. Amru lo, the Chachamim, told Rabbi Shimon, If you received that law as tradition, we'll accept it. But if it's only based on logic, there's actually a... Uh, um, a counter-reaction to the Kalva Homer. I, I can refute your Kalva Homer because the Torah actually explains why Ammon and Moab were forbidden to join the Jewish nation because they failed to greet them with Lechem Ubamayim. They didn't greet them with bread, uh, bread and water. Now that's only the fault of the men that didn't greet them. The women are not expected to go out and greet travelers. So since the women of Ammon and Moab did nothing wrong, so they're able to marry right away, say the Chachamim. But when it comes to converts from Egypt and Edom, there's no basis to make a differentiation between the, the males and the females. So Chachamim would say, they, they have to wait three generations. Amalahem, Rabbi Shimon answered them, Loki, it's not so, okay? Uh, because the Ammon and Moab women did fail and that they should have greeted the Jewish women, you're right, they shouldn't have greeted the Jewish men, but they should have greeted the Jewish, the Jewish women, and therefore, um, I can, my, my Kalva Homer stands strong, and not only that, Halakha Ani Omer, I'm saying it with, 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 from tradition, that this is what I've heard, so therefore the Chachamim accepted it. And the last Halakha, Mishnah Gimel, Mamzerin Untinin Asurin, Mamzerim and the uh, Netin, the Natin is the descendants of the Gibonim who are Asur, to marry, are forbidden to marry uh, Jewish girls of proper lineage. Ve'isuran isur olam. Their prohibition is everlasting. Echad zecharim, bechad nekevot. And that's both males and females.